So Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it's dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to seventy years, or or eighty, if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger. Your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendour to their children. May the favour of the Lord, our God, rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Thank you, John. So today is, uh, is day one, uh, day one of 365. How are you going to use this year? How are you going to use this time? Or perhaps to, to, to push uh, the question, uh, how are you going to use every day? that you have that lays before you. All the days that you've been given, I mean, New Year's Day always feels like a good chance to do that, doesn't it? That sort of newness, that opportunity to say, well, how are we going to use the time well? And I think Psalm 90 speaks straight into that. So as we begin, let's, uh, let's pray together. Father, we thank you Thank you for this new day, uh, and we thank you for this psalm, and we pray, Lord, that as we uh, look at it together, 
that you may help us, you may teach us to use our days well, to live wisely. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Often when we look at Psalms, we we think a little bit, I wonder, like a a box uh, of chocolates. So so basically, you know, like one of those big celebrations tubs that you get, kind of, they're a bit random. You kind of just stick your hand in, pull out your favourite, and then just unwrap that one. And the only thing that really holds them together is the fact they're in the same box. And we think, well, Psalms is a bit like that, isn't it? We kind of, we have our favourite one, Psalm 23, Psalm 121, whatever it might be, Psalm 46. We, we pull it out and we read that. And the only thing that holds it together is that it's in the book of Psalms. But actually, it's not quite like that. And if you've got your Bible open, uh, you see on page 599, uh, we read there that Psalm 90 is the first book uh, in book four. The first book in book uh, four. Uh, indeed, the Psalms are made up of five books uh, that go, up, go on. Uh, and Psalm 90 is the first of book four. Psalms 90 to 106, it tells us there. Uh, and book four is answering the big question of book three. Uh, and the big question of book three is, how long, O oh Lord, are you going to wait to act? So, uh, we look, so Psalm 79, verse 5, don't look up on the screens. How long, Lord, will your anger, will we be angry forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? Psalm 80, verse 4. How long, Lord God Almighty, will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? Psalm 89, 46. How long, Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? How long were you going to wait to do something? How long are you going to wait until you act and to bring restitution to your people? And the answer that the, the author, or the, the collator, should I say, of the Psalms gives is an unsurprising one. He decides very deliberately to put this first Psalm here, Psalm 90, written of Moses, right here to begin to answer this question. And his answer is to start by saying, Uh, View yourself correctly in history. Remember eternity. Remember eternity. Now, eternity can be quite hard to to, to get your head around concepts. There may be some of you here thinking, this sermon is going to last an eternity. Don't worry, it'll just be an hour. It's fine. Um, No, but in seriousness, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, just for example, just think of the trees just outside, the trees down Neville Avenue. Just consider, what have they seen? Just think about all the, the, the comings, the goings, the change that those trees outside have witnessed. And those trees have been there for decades. And we're talking about eternity. God says, and Moses writes rather, Lord, you've been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains are born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The Lord has always been, Moses saying. He's always been sovereign. He's always been a refuge. He has always just been. And so it's as if the author, they're saying, look, 
you've got your problem of how long, O Lord. The Lord knows. He's not going to change. He's always been. And at this point, this is where Moses draws a a contrast between uh, the eternal Lord and the kind of the temporary, the finite people. Uh, He says, verse 4, a thousand years in your sight are like a day that's just gone by or like a watch in the night. So that means that if you try and remember back to uh, a week ago, last Tuesday, so the 20th of December, is it? I mean, if you're like me, I I can sort of, I can pretty much remember what I was doing, but I can't remember everything about that day. It's kind of like a a scratching their head. And Moses is saying, kind of that sort of feeling of kind of that sort of that close past, which sort of just flies by, is like a thousand years to the Lord's. Or to put it into context, thinking every part of UK history since William the Conqueror is just like a fleeting moment that comes and goes. So therefore, when he says, verse 10, you know, are 70 or 80 years, they're nothing. They're really nothing. That Moses wants us to feel small. He wants us to feel that actually our time frame is, is actually quite small. And the Lord stands eternal. But, but more than that, actually, Moses is saying something else. He's not simply saying our, our days are short. He's also saying they're filled with trouble and strife. Just look at verses uh, 7 and 8. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. Uh, You've set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your presence. Because even though our years are short, they are also filled with trouble and sorrow. Because of our sin. Because of the way that we have treated the Lord God. Moses saying, look, the Lord is eternal. We are not. Uh, The Lord will act in his time, not ours. Uh, The Lord will judge, not us. And this is the point where we get to verses 11 and 12. And verses 11 and 12 are really actually the verses that that we're going to focus mainly on a bit later. And they're the hinge point for the rest of the psalm. So let's just move to verses 13 to 17. And Moses says, look, in verse 13, I don't want to be treated fairly. No, he says, I want to be treated with compassion. Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. He says, look, don't treat me as I deserve. Treat me better than that. In fact, verse 14, uh, satisfy us with your unfailing love. Satisfy us in the morning of your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Verse 15, make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. Uh, Moses knows that our lives are short, 
uh, and that he knows that really, we don't really make a mark on this world. But, if we just were to think of that, we would spiral off into discouragement and, and apathy and think, well, what's the point? But he says, but knowing the Lord changes everything. Because with the Lord, our, our meagre human effort becomes something that has a profound impact. Verse 17. May the favour of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Uh, One commentator, Herbert Leopold, has said, uh, these verses are a potent and effective antidote against hopelessness and discouragement. They raise up the eyes of him who prays thus from puny and ineffective work that man toils over down on earth to the great and successful work that God does both here and in heaven. So here's the big question. How do we move from the the realism of verses 1 to 10, life is short and hard, to the the optimism, the confidence, the bold confidence of verses 13 to 17? And the answer, I think, is found in verses 11 and 12. Verse 11. If only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is due, that that is your due. And verse 12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, verse 11, it is a, a helpful summary of our situation. And the problem is that Moses is saying, look, we, we don't understand that the relationship between our sin and our, our finiteness, our mortality. We're not honest about our situation. And so therefore, we don't live rightly in the world today. So the solution is simple. We need to go back to school. We need to learn. Lord, teach us. Teach us to number our days so that we gain a heart, heart, gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to understand our life on the canvas of eternity. Uh, teach us to understand that the time we, we have now is not simply brief, but is given, is allotted. That is to say, teach us, Lord, that, that there is a certain number of days. They can be counted. And what does it mean to live in them? So today, day one of 2023, what will it mean to live out this verse? What will it mean to, to live out Teach us to number our days, we may gain a heart of wisdom. Well, what I'm going to offer you now are some reflections. Uh, these are reflections of a, a fruit of a, a project I did at college, uh, where I, uh, I spent some time uh, diving deeply into this verse, or this, this psalm, really, uh, trying to understand its context, seeing what all the commentators have said about it. Uh, but then having done that, I then sought to, to live this verse out. So to have it, if you will, like a pair of spectacles before my eyes and to live through it for four or five months. And then I kept a diary of what I was doing. So every conversation I had, I was thinking, well, what does this mean for me to, to teach me, Lord, to number my days, to gain a heart of wisdom? 
Uh, I would chat to people. So I spoke to a, a vicar who had a, a cardiac arrest uh, and uh, died for 20 minutes. Uh, I spoke to him, say, what, what, what impact did that have? Uh, I, I spoke to all sorts of different people, just trying to live this through. And so uh, these are some reflections which I, I offer to you uh, and allow you to do what you want with them. Uh, but here's the first one. Um, our days really are numbered. Our days really are numbered. There'll be a day when you will pick up a child to give them a hug, put them down again and never do it again. There'll be a day when you'll take your shoes off, you'll walk on the beach, you'll put your shoes back on again and never do it again. There'll be a day when you'll close your eyes to this world and then open them again to see Jesus. Our days really are numbered. The point I'm trying to make is not that we know when that day will be. It's just to recognise that there is a number to them. It's to recognise that there is a limit. And rather than be fixated upon when that day may be, uh, instead ponder this. Uh, How can you live today? How can you live today as the day the Lord has offered to you? Uh, Efren Radnar, uh, a theologian, put it this way. Our lives, therefore, are best seen not simply as time spent, but as time offered. Uh, Because they've been offered to us by God and they come to us as our very being. Uh, Every day is offered to us, given to us. Uh, And so because of that, we have a choice. Uh, A choice that sort of flows into our final two reflections. And so here's the first possible choice. Entitlement knocks at the door and will keep on knocking. Because uh, when, when you heard me say our days are numbered, what, what did you think? Was it that will my number be great or small? Will it be big or little? I mean, I recognise those thoughts. I had them all the time. I still do. I, I still get those thoughts. We hear certain people say, so-and-so left too soon. And underneath that, there's a danger of entitlement. And there's no basis for that. But also, my entitlement is not simply about length, how many of those days, but the content of those days. What will life be like? I feel that I deserve things. Like, you know, I work hard, therefore I deserve fill-in-the-blank. But if we learn from the Lord that actually our days are like fleeting grass, our days are full of sorrow because of our sin, well, we, that just changes our whole perception. We, we realise that, that actually we're undeserving of anything. And that that entitlement knocking at the door is that. It's undeserved entitlement. Entitlement will shout, you deserve more. 
day numbering says, I deserve nothing, but the Lord has given. So that leads to our final reflection, a life of gratitude. And this is where I really landed. This is, this is what I thought the Lord was teaching me through saying, teach me to number my days to gain a heart of wisdom. Teach me to number my days so I may live rightly in the Lord's world. This is what I think the central aspect of numbering your days is about. Gratitude. The psalm teaches us that our days are fleeting. Indeed, uh, even those fleeting days are marked by sin uh, and we deserve God's just anger, his wrath. I have no entitlement, but yet... Yet if I notice the sunsets, the colour of the sky in the morning, if I notice the, the frozen leaves as you walk through Hove Park and hear the crunch underfoot, if you notice the smell of flowers or a fine roast beef, if you notice the people in your life that fill it with good things, then suddenly you see the undeserved gifts of God. You see that everything that comes across my path is a gift. Everything that comes across my path as a gift. Uh, and you can see that actually there are privileges in life. So as I was uh, doing this project, uh, Freddie, our, our youngest, was... Uh, he, all our kids have been terrible sleepers. He was a terrible sleeper. And there'd be moments when I'd be on the couch at two o'clock in the morning holding him so he could sleep. And in those moments when I'm thinking, why am I not in my bed, tucked up nice and warm, why am I holding my son? I remembered thinking, what a privilege that is. And what a reminder that when I can't sleep, there's one who's holding me. When I can't sleep at two in the morning, my father is holding me. That's a small example. And it's one that I needed to be learning every single day. Lord, teach me to number my days so I gain a heart of wisdom. Lord, teach us to see them as gifts. Teach us to see what you've given us. Teach us contentment, because contentment leads to joy. So this day, day one, what will it mean for you to live in light of this? What will it mean for you to say, Lord, teach me to number my days so that I gain a heart of wisdom. There may be some days, some gifts that you, you want to put on the mantelpiece and, and remember forever, you know, framed, pictured. What a lovely gift that was. There may be some gifts that you want to say, I hope I've got the voucher for that because I want to take it back again. Uh, gifts that you want to give back. Uh, I don't know what this year will hold for any of us. But what I do know is that each day is a gift that's undeserved. That each day is a gift from our Heavenly Father who was and is and always will be 
that each day is a gift that I am given by him to enjoy, to share. That each day is a gift when I'm told, my son, my daughter, I love you. I have you. I have your today and I have all of your tomorrows. And one day, at just the right time, I will bring you into my eternity. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Happy New Year. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for all our days that have been given. Thank you they are indeed gifts by you. Help us, we pray, to live aright to live wisely in them today. For your glory and our good we pray. Amen.